flying. I just had a, a meeting last night with my entire team, except for one person who couldn't get on because of uh, good old Filipino weather. And I'll tell you, it reminds me not only in work, but also in recovery. We, we can't do this shit alone. I can't do this stuff alone anyway. And uh, the other the other thing that I find interesting, well, aside from how well teamwork works and having having uh, the right direction to have everybody move in is, is pretty cool too because it it's hard every day to carry the weight of everything by yourself, right? And what I noticed amongst my team, and this was strategic, there's a lot of things that are, they have in common, including like skill sets, but then there's also their differences, things that light them up or that they're creative about or passionate about or want to learn more about. And I'm comparing this to recovery in the sense that if you walk into a meeting or you're surrounded by recovery community, as you've seen, I've kind of gone off the rails a lot lately with, it's not just about gambling. I, I kind of been speaking into addiction in general. And when you're engaged with people in these communities, like I'm in a community that isn't like AA, it's not a 12-step community, but for alcohol-free. And the things I learned there come from a different place and different people with different experiences and, and skills, for lack of a better word, which helps me arm my toolbox a little more for my recovery stuff. But I have to be willing, obviously, to listen and learn and, and be around. And, and this is kind of what's happening in my, my team, but also for me. By, by being exposed to different people's you know, as GA says it, experience, strength, and hope. It's key. It's it's so key because we don't we don't know what we don't know. And the voices in our head, as a general rule, are not all that positive and don't want to give us the solutions for a healthier life more often than not, especially if the addiction is winning in your mind. So I just find this a a notable point because I really enjoyed seeing the unity amongst, uh, I don't know, a dozen, 15 people last night that were all different, but all the same. And that's kind of how I feel about being in the recovery spaces. We're all different, but we're all the same. So what do we got today? December 7th, Edward Bulwer-Lytton. The easiest person to deceive is oneself. Telling Telling people how we feel is honesty. But when someone says, I told my wife all her faults because the program said I should be honest, this is not at all in accord with our program. Sometimes we may twist the meaning of words of the steps or the slogans in order to hurt or manipulate someone. Boy, we may not even realize we're doing it. But this is working against the program and it won't help us stay sober or free from bets. When we work our program in the spirit of fellowship and honesty, we don't need to resort to taking someone else's inventory. It takes fearless honesty to keep us in the path of recovery, and we need to help others 
and our higher power to recognize when we're avoiding responsibility. As we come to believe in ourselves more, it is easier and more natural to be genuinely honest. In time, we can own our defects and focus on ourselves rather than others. One day at a time, with the help of higher power, we will find a new honest life. Today, let me focus on my own changes. I like this reading. I know, I say that about a lot of readings. What pops in my head... Oh, this is such a pain point for me, whether it's my center group or it's if it's GA or whatever it is. Here's what I've seen happen, and I've been guilty of myself, depending on what stage of my recovery. And I'm still kind of, there's times that, well, I'm lucky because I have you guys to talk to about my opinions, right? When it comes to other people and when I don't think they're acting in according to the program, I use it as examples for all of us to learn. It's not really judgment. It's it's actually more empathy and compassion because I don't know that they're doing the work or they're doing the healing, which can be unfortunate when they act in, in such ways. So some of the examples that I've seen this year, especially this year, but it happened in the past, is in our environment at the center called The Thread. So it's a WhatsApp group, and I don't know, there's maybe 30 or 40 of us that are in the group. However, it's maybe the same five that post daily, maybe the same 10 to 15 that post regularly. And a lot of the other ones, maybe they're lurking, maybe they're not. But it didn't used to be this way. It used to be a really healthy robust group where everybody was engaged and there was all kinds of fun stuff and and conversation about you know how our lives were moving forward and recovery stuff and if someone needed to reach out they could do that as well there's a lot of different value that came up then what started happening and I'm sure that you've probably at least seen this if you haven't experienced it hot topics come up. And that could be COVID, that could be politics, that could be how to do recovery. And people are very passionate. And and this is where this is where I kind of struggle. I'm cool with everybody being passionate about their beliefs. I think the waters get a little gray when you're in a recovery environment. Maybe politics and COVID don't have a place there. However, if those are the things impacting your life and your life is about recovery and trying to stay well, well, then they absolutely have a piece in it. So what's what's the difference in a recovery conversation around these things and a not recovery? And this is not me taking other people's inventory right now. I'm just sharing my perspective and giving you some thought because you're going to come across these people. They're They're everywhere. And in our group, we had two, well, three really, really outspoken people. And then there's another one that's a little bit more outspoken, but he's passive aggressive. So he thinks he's doing it in a recovery fashion, but he's actually striking nerves and he doesn't even know he's doing it. And that's just, you know, he'll discover that on his time. He's a smart guy and he's very self-aware and he'll figure it out. But then there's these two, especially that go back and forth or we're going back and forth and 
to be honest, I don't even remember what the topics were specifically. Um, oh, religion's another one that gets in there. So instead of having respectful opinions or how it's impacting us, like keeping it re recovery-based, it becomes a, a matter of who's right, who can write the more powerful text, whose voice is the loudest. And honestly, that doesn't make you right just because you have the last word or you're the loudest. It actually, as an outsider looking in, again, with no judgment, it makes me think that you're not working your recovery if you have to be the loudest voice. It's not for me to say, but if you're, if you're listening, maybe you're one of the louder voices, maybe you're one of the innocent bystanders, <laughs> whatever that looks like, my only ask would be take a look at who you are and, and how you're showing up. And then if you are the loudest voice, what is that really about? Is it about winning the argument? Is it about feeling some sort of unworthy that you think that by winning it'll make you be better positioned? Does it feed your ego? Like, what is it about? Because if we're all about accepting each other and being similar but different, like my team, what's the point of creating these arguments and frustrations, right? GA literature talk there, right? What's the point of creating drama? What's the point of combating people that are supposed to be in your family or, you know, your recovery family. Why are we doing that? So that's where it comes from a place of empathy. They don't even know that they're doing that, right? They're just doing it. That's just what they know. They know what they believe and they know how to handle it that way. And I always remove myself from those conversations. I'll watch them. I don't even get in I don't even get involved in a way where I'm like, okay, everybody calm down and then voice my perspective because that's going against what I believe in. Like, why would I stimulate the argument? That's not me being in recovery. And if someone wants to feel a certain way, then they're absolutely entitled to feel a way. That's what I mean by I have, I have this as an outlet. This is my feelings and this is how I perceive things. And I try to do my best to show all the different points of view on topics, whether I agree with them or not. Maybe I do well at that. Maybe I don't. I don't really know what everybody's perspective is, but I know that if you're here and you're listening, you must think I do an okay job of that and that I'm trying to be respectful of your views and I'm not telling you what to do. I tell you to do some homework sometimes, but that comes from a good place of things that I know will work, proven ways that things will work and make your life better. So that's why I challenge you to do that. I mean, whether it's drinking water or being self-aware or practicing gratitude, like those are all just very fundamental things that are simple, not simple, but yeah, they're good starting starting points. If you're not used to all the the meditation and the literature and the whatever the thing is, I, I guess it always brings me back to like the recovery dharma mentality, which is pretty much just be nice to other people, like treat people the way you want to be treated, show up in the world in a nice way, you know, do no harm to others, 
it's all the same stuff, whether it's from there or the Bible or, or whatever, wherever you get your value rules from, they're pretty consistent, I think, as a general rule. Again, I'm not a theology expert or an expert on everything. I could just see similar similarities, whether it's 12-step or or whatever it is. I really still need to get into smart recovery so I can talk to you guys about that because I don't really know enough about that. Anyway, um, yeah, so the reading's talking about, and I remember, I can remember, this is bad recovery behavior, what I'm about to say, okay? I can remember being in a group, and I can't even think of a specific example of when I did this, but I know I've done this before because it was having my attitude on. Maybe I'm in a GA meeting and maybe I don't like what someone has to say or I think that they're not working their recovery. Old Bobby would either call them out, call bullshit on them in group. Sometimes people need to hear that to get them thinking. That's not really my style anymore. Or maybe I do it, but I don't, I don't, I don't do it in a way that's about me having to be right. Um, It definitely comes from love and kindness, but generally I keep my mouth shut a little bit more unless someone asks me. But let's say they shared, and I know that what they're doing is completely not going to work in their recovery. Instead of addressing them or leaving it be, I know there's been times, you know, we get out of the meeting and then I talk to a different person that wasn't even involved Oh, geez, can't you see? They're going to relapse and, you know, like that's not recovery behavior. Um, When I was at that work event a few years ago where I drank too much and was on the bus and all that stuff, it actually, it ruined a friendship. And here is why I don't think the friendship was valid. There was someone that wasn't even at the, at the event who was my friend for many, many years. Like I did the flowers to her wedding. I've slept at her house. I mean, we were, we were friends and she wasn't on the bus. Someone texted her, um, about me having too much to drink. And then she went to two of my other closest friends and said, you know, Oh, I'm I'm worried about Bobby or blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what she said. Right. Well, if she was worried about me and and was worried about protecting me, say, or looking out for me, why would she not have just come to me? And that was a pain point for me. And honestly, it's never been the same. Now, I don't know if she knows I feel this way or not. I know she can see that our relationship is not the same. I'm not spending time with them. I'm not as engaged. Um, But I don't need someone like that in my space either. If you're not going to treat me kind or or do something from a genuine place, I don't think her place was she was worried about me at all. I think her place was it was some some drama and gossip. That's my personal opinion. Now, I don't know because I'm not going to broach it with her because I don't know exactly what she said. And quite honestly, why would I bother? Why would I go looking for conflict or drama or dissension? Is that the right word? Dissension? What's the point of that? If I was still wanting to gamble, the point of that would be I want to go stir shit up so then I have an excuse to gamble. But I don't want to gamble. 
So why am I going to go do that to myself to just create these feelings that aren't any fun, that don't serve me? And, and quite honestly, my time is too valuable for that anymore. Like, I want to live my life. I want to do good things. I want to talk to you guys. I want to strategize for my recovery playgrounds. I want to build my team. And, like, I want to do things. I don't want to sit in chaos or generate chaos. So I got off the rails a little bit. But the moral of the story is if you're in an environment with other recovery people, and maybe you agree or don't disagree, before you speak or interact or do the thing, make sure you're looking inward first and understand your motivation. Why do you want to say something? Is it about something that, what do they call it, projecting? Is it because you don't want to address some some of your own shit? Or is it because you really want to be helpful? And if you're going to be helpful, how are you going to really be helpful? Are you going to talk to them till all hours in the night on the phone? Are you going to uh, give them resources? What does that look like? Are you judging them? Are you judging yourself? Does it hit too close to home? Whatever it is. Is it about being right? Like ask yourself those questions. Like let's just be good humans. Whether we're recovering or not, right? Everybody could be good humans and treat each other well instead of judgment and drama. Trauma, I guess, is my word for the day. I don't like trauma anymore. I think there was a time I did like drama, but I don't like drama anymore. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's what's that's what I got out of the reading. Could you tell? Don't take someone else's inventory. Just be, just do you. Worry about you, and until you're completely whole and perfect and all that you probably have enough work to do on yourself that you don't need to worry about doing work for someone else that's that's the deal that's what I think and uh I hope I hope you can see some perspective around that whether you agree or not it's okay you don't have to agree I'm okay with that too Uh, maybe someday you will or maybe someday you won't who knows all right, beautiful people. I'm going to go try to kick this Monday's butt. Lots to do, fun stuff. I'm not feeling it this morning, so I have to get myself reset before my meetings. And um, I, I just really, I, I can't wait to see what it's like to actually be working for myself and not feel like I'm working all the time. <laughs> that will be that will be a fun transition if I ever get there. All right, beautiful people. Have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow.